0: Hi there and welcome to Teen Teaching, the educational podcast that you can listen to in your tea break. Um, just to introduce myself, my name's Arthur Moore. I've been a teacher since 2014. I did the Teach First scheme, taught in a few schools in the UK, then have also taught in Southeast Asia. In that time, I've been a maths teacher, a head of year, a head of house um, and a head of department. And I'm now working as a private tutor. And with me, I've got Michael Harrowell.
1: Hi there. So, yeah, I'm Mike Harrowell, um, PE teacher by trade. have uh, done a number of different roles in school, head a year, head of PE, um, and now currently working as an assistant head in Southeast Asia, which is how we know each other. Um, the, the podcast is called Tea and Teaching, and the idea is you can listen to this podcast in your tea break uh, or on the way to work. Uh, so, Arthur, I'm going to kick it over to you. What tea are you drinking and what have you been watching, reading, thinking about this week?
0: Um, well, as it's episode one, Mike, I thought I'd go full on classic. I've got a big mug of builder's tea, lots of milk. Um, I've even treated myself to a ginger nut. So if you hear a crunch later on, it's the ginger nut biscuit. Um, no apologies. Um, I'm a bit late to game, but I've started watching the test on Amazon Prime. Um yeah. All about the Australian cricket team. I'm um, only a couple of episodes in, but it's so interesting to watch how like a new leader comes into a established culture, whether that's good or bad, um, and how he tries to change it. So, uh, a couple of episodes in, uh, but really recommend that. What about you? What you're drinking? What you've been watching? Well, just about the test. I love the series. Um,
1: the only issue I had with it was the term. Is that there's a term in it called mateship or something like that, like being a good mate. Um, which i found really really hard to deal with but um yeah i liked it really interesting insight into uh, elite sport um i'm drinking a normal tea as well in dedication to episode one but it's eight o'clock here in thailand so i'm on the decaffeinated tea uh, so i don't ruin my sleep pattern too much uh, this week I, i've actually been reading a book called win at all costs uh sounds like a really aggressive leadership book uh, but it's actually about um, Nike and the culture that kind of led to the the Salazar, the Alberto Salazar scandal. Um, so that's been really, really interesting actually reading that and kind of the, the inception of, of Nike and how the culture of the companies kind of bred this, this animal um, into what was going on in the Oregon project, um, which is quite a nice bridge into our topic for today.
0: Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about... Um, how the school culture affects you as a teacher. So if you haven't already, now's a really good time to pause, go put a kettle on, get a cup of tea, treat yourself to a ginger nut um, and come back and we're going to be talking about culture, teachers and classrooms. Right, do you want to kick off, Mike, on this question?
1: Yeah, so... I mean this is a good topic for us to talk about I think I've been doing a lot of work uh, recently in terms of kind of research and I know Arthur you've done a lot of this kind of culture work in uh, your graduate degree as well Um, it's really difficult I think we've all experienced a number of different cultures in school and we've all either embraced it in our classroom or kind of struggle to embrace it in our classroom depending on the type of culture you've got at a school um so yeah I'm really interested to hear, kind of hear your thoughts Arthur in terms of as a you know when you've been a classroom teacher or a head of department or head of year even like how does the school culture feed into your classroom or your year group or or kind of the the team
0: that you're working with yeah so when we said we were going to talk about this my my first thought as um is like what what even is culture like what is it in a like an organizational setting and from like the reading I've done and kind of from my my studies as a as a grad and all this that stuff it's it's about having shared perceptions in a workplace practice it's about those shared um agreements that we have as staff where they can be good they can be bad but it's about those things we share and it's those that culture that then influences employees behavior so in this case we're going to be talking about teacher's behavior a school culture influences the teacher's behavior which you hope as a leader i assume helps the school reach its goals so that's that's kind of how i take culture in schools to be how it affects it, it my behavior to bring out goals i don't know if you agree or disagree with that
1: yeah well, i did a lot of reading on this in terms of trying to make this kind of culture specific to schools um and the kind of definition I found was that uh, school culture consists of the underlying influences and attitudes within the school, and it's based upon the norms, traditions, and beliefs of both the staff and the students. So I kind of find that really interesting, how that definition takes into account it's not just the, the norms and traditions and beliefs of the, the staff within a school, but also the students as well, and how that kind of culture feeds in from both angles. So you're kind of getting a culture fed in from the staff that comes into the teacher in the classroom, but also the, the culture from the students coming into your classroom as well and how you can kind of make those two mirror yeah, each like, other or match up.
0: Yeah, to go to go like less academic, it strikes me as like when you join a school that first day where you all sit in the, or you used to sit in the big room and the head teacher would stand up and go, here are five things we do as a school. And we do it as teachers. I know I always used to do it as right welcome to my classroom here's what my classroom looks like and i'm trying to instill that that culture straight away some of us would call it behavior or expectations but you can kind of call them all the same thing um so when we were talking about this question of what we're going to talk about today i was like what do i want as as a classroom teacher like um that's that was always my thing of how can the school help me in the classroom or when I'm in a school that I don't think can help me in the classroom, what do I need to do? So it's all that: does my classroom, and I don't know if you've got a perception assistants like someone who's been a bit more assistant head, like, does, if you walk into my classroom, do you want to see the school's culture? Like, do you want to walk and go, yes, this is my school?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for referring to me as a bit more assistant heady. Uh, it's a <laughs> lovely, lovely way of putting it. Um, yeah, I do. I, I, I think, you know, our job as as leaders of schools is about building that culture, Uh, the culture that you think is going to help staff develop, but also help students achieve. Um, So when I I go into classrooms, I want to feel the culture. Um, I want to see it in the behaviour of the teacher. I want to see them owning those behaviours and demonstrating those behaviours that we've agreed on as a school. Um, And I want to see the kids responding to that in a positive way Um, there's nothing worse than you going to a a lesson and and seeing a clash of cultures between what the teacher wants from the students and what the students are or aren't doing uh, in terms of that Um, and some of the research I did on this uh, by um, Anthony Muhammad I think it was uh, He wrote a book called transforming uh, school culture was about reading the culture about identifying the positives and the toxics uh, so the things you do and don't want. And then uh, calling people in and out on it. So once you've kind of identified what you want, once you've read that, you know, you said about going into a new school, uh, you know, we've all gone into a new school and we've we've heard things like, you know, we don't do it like that here. Um, or no, no, we, we do it this way because that's our, our culture. So you kind of read the the culture you're in, read the school, understand the culture of the school, then start looking in your classroom for those positives and the things you don't like, and then start reinforcing them either way so I would say yes as a a school leader I want to see culture permeate through
0: I completely agree with where you're coming from and I like when I was a head of department or head of year like that same idea but what I don't want ever is as a teacher or as a leader is I hate having my autonomy taken away from me of what I want my classroom to be like um and I think we're getting into a discussion here about whether it's like the culture you want to see, or like the processes in the classroom. Do you like is a mark scheme culture, or is it like a cultural process? Like, like I hated being told, "Get out your red pen." Or oh, if you if you use a green pen here, the student will immediately switch off. Like, I I've got things that work for me as a teacher, and like you've done observations of me in the past. Might like you might come into my classroom and go, "Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way." And does that mean I should stop doing it because that's not in the culture of the school?
1: Yeah, I I think, look, you've got to give people freedom within a structure. Um, I think you you can't take people's autonomy away. In fact, having autonomy is, is a key part of what I'd see as a positive school culture. But I think the behaviors that you say to your staff that you value as a school, I think you want to see them in the classroom. And I'm not talking to, in terms of behaviours. I'm not talking about marking in a particular colour, or going around with your verbal stamp, verbal feedback stamp. <laughs> like was the, the culture maybe ten years ago? That's not what, you know that's not what you want to see. You want to see that teacher owning their space and owning their teaching style, but demonstrating the behaviours that you value as a school. Um, a really interesting book, uh, Daniel Pink, a book called Drive. Um, He talks about purpose, autonomy, and mastery. Um, And I think you've got to have that purpose as a school. And once you understand that purpose and you ensure that everyone's engaged in that purpose, then you give your staff autonomy. um, And then you start allowing them to master their classrooms and and kind of thrive within that environment.
0: Yeah, building from that, one one thing I actually loved reading was um, on the Sutton Trust. And if you don't know about the Sutton Trust, typing it into google and go and read everything they do and they had a line in there that was create the culture where teachers are empowered and that's what make great schools and i to me that that was the line i was like yes because that's given me i'm empowered as a teacher i've got my autonomy but there's also a culture that is creating that autonomy so the culture is almost my autonomy and that's a culture within itself it's like and then if you go around the school like I understand what you're saying. You want to see the same thing in each classroom, but it's maybe more from people who are head of departments right now. You want to go into each of your, your maths classrooms and get get the same vibe from them. Different teaching styles but the same vibe. And it's kind of these, these subcultures within classrooms, within year groups, um, within academic areas that kind of branch from this culture. And it was that line, create the culture where teachers are empowered. That to me, I was like, like, yeah, that's what I want as a teacher. As a middle leader, and what I want from my senior leaders.
1: So let me take that that quote, and I'll, I'll fire it back at you. Then, as a classroom teacher, uh, if you want your students to thrive, you have to empower them. So you know, in the same way that we're saying that school leaders should empower their staff. So how do you empower students uh, to thrive in your classroom? How do you create that culture where they're allowed to? Th- to be empowered,
0: I would say it's probably the hardest thing to do um, as a teacher because it's hard and it takes time. Like even, like I wouldn't describe myself as an experienced teacher when I was in the classroom. Even as a tutor now, I still get that. How can I empower my students to tackle these questions by themselves? As a math teacher, that's what I want. Um, so it's a really hard thing to do, and I think it's just about. Given them the autonomy to to make mistakes and own those mistakes um if it like i mean when i used to make mistakes at the ball i used to do all the time i used to own them i used to say yeah that's me making a mistake i'm going to take a step back almost literally review my mistake and go back into it um and owning those mistakes was so important for my students to be able to see that at any level um if you're a maths teacher and you haven't read mr barton's book how i wish i taught maths go and buy it now. Um, and that was one of his key ideas from the book was, if you make mistakes, that's fine, because that's what we do as teachers. And that's one way I try and empower my students. I don't know what it's like as, in PE, like, if that's <laughs> the same idea, if you drop a catch, you'd go, oops, I dropped that catch as if when I dropped the, the, uh, the X off an equation. Well,
1: I think, yeah, I think that's just demonstrating humility, isn't it? Which would definitely be one of my my three behaviours I'd want for my staff, definitely.
0: Also, let's go, what are those three behaviours?
1: Oh, that's like, what, for the kids or for the staff? You said
0: three behaviours for, the for the staff.
1: staff then
0: well, we're talking about culture, that... you're an assistant heady type, and you've got these three things. So I walk into my first day. Mike Harwell's on the, on the school <laughs> stage saying, right, welcome to my school, my three things are?
1: I would say humility. Excellent. collaboration uh differing around with hard work there but i don't know if that's the right one um do you mean like work smart like um, efficiency yeah it, it i want you to work hard maybe being about being a team player it less me and more we um so i'd go with very humility. teacher there Humility, team player and collaboration, because I think if you're, you're encouraging those things in your staff and your staff are encouraging those things in their classrooms, I think you create uh, you create an environment where students aren't just learning, 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 but they're developing as people as well. Um, I would say, you know, you asked me what it's like in PE. It's obviously very different to teaching in a classroom. Um, I've had the, the fortune of teaching a little bit humanities uh, in my career as well, I'm a little bit part-time humanities teacher. So I've kind of done both teacher in the classroom and teacher out in the field or in the sports hall. And I think no matter what you're doing, I think it's it's how you're doing, not what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, you can give two teachers very the, exactly the same lesson plan to teach, and they'll deliver it in very different ways. So I think when when I'm looking for positive culture in a room, whether it's my own classroom or it's somebody else's classroom where I'm looking for positive culture within the kids I'm teaching. I'm looking at how you're doing it, not necessarily what you're doing. And I think that goes back to looking at the process over the outcome. Um, And that's okay to make mistakes. You know, we want kids to fail. We want them to learn those skills. And we need to encourage that in our classrooms and modeling that at the front by, as you say, dropping the X, Uh, that's that's a positive thing
0: rookie mistake dropping it. Yeah. it's never dropped the x <laughs> um, and this, like i was i get what you're you're saying entirely and it it brings me to another i was listening to a i can't even remember so i can't even reference it someone was talking about whether teaching is an art or a science not in terms of the literal subjects but is it science which you can you can teach and i i think about this because when you were talking the worst thing i've ever seen in a school the worst thing i've ever seen in school when i was Teach first, going around lots of schools, idealistic, going to change the world. Outside each of the classroom, the teachers had to put their lesson plan in a little slip. Yeah. And as a member of SLT walked by, they would take out the slip, walk in. And if that teacher wasn't on lesson plan, they would be called afterwards to justify why. And I remember seeing that. And I'd only been teaching for like a couple of months. And it was literally the worst thing I've ever seen. Because you, you're you not empowering the teacher. You're disempowering. Unempowering that word is Disempa- unempowering that? uh tweet us the answer please um we need, to, we
1: need to i think we do need to warn anyone listening to this that i think there will be one of those every episode where one of us just makes up a word
0: well uh, hopefully you're going to empower me mike to make my own mistakes and then I will learn
1: from <laughs> yeah well not disempower you i, I, I don't even know, disempower, if a word. Don't know if I'm, well, I'm calling you out on the wrong word there <laughs> yeah.
0: well people can uh, yeah
1: people i mean I, I, I saw I, you know, I love edgy Twitter as much as anyone, I'm a bit of a voyeur. I don't really tweet much, but I like to watch what's going on on, on edgy Twitter. And I saw someone tweet out the other day that they'd seen a job advert uh, for a school where on the advert, it, it said that you submit all of your lesson plans on a Monday morning for scrutiny. And, uh, and everyone was just saying it's a red flag. Yeah, avoid that school. That's a toxic culture. Um, and it goes back to what you were saying. And it? it's about empowering people to have autonomy in their classrooms and You want to feel that you want to feel that autonomy you want to feel empowered to do what you want in your classrooms you still want to know that there's a level of support there you don't just want to be left entirely on your own the same as the kids like if you're doing i don't know some inquiry based learning or something you don't just set the task and then sit at your desk and ignore the kids you need to be there for when they make mistakes and to support them and they feel that
0: culture from you as well they feel what you're and that support a thing that struck me a few years ago, and it was, I can't remember who it was, uh, someone delivering a session to middle leaders. And they were saying like, what do you want to do as a middle leader? And this person said, you need to challenge and you need to support, challenge and support. And that is in regards to everything and everyone in the school. And when I heard that, I was like, that's what I want as a teacher for my students. I want to challenge them. I want to support them. That's what I want to do to anyone working in my team. I want to support them and I want to challenge them. And it's what I want from my, my leader, my line manager. I want to be challenged and I want to be supported. So when I asked you earlier for like your three words that you put on the board, they would be mine like challenge and support. And I think that's a really good culture because- You can't have
1: hand as your third word.
0: What's this podcast called? You You can't have challenge and support. You can't uh, have challenge, support and something else. I'm a maths teacher, it's efficiency. Um, yeah, challenge and support. Um, one less thing to think about, I've just cut your workload by a third.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's it's so important, isn't it? And, you know, the schools with toxic culture, I'm going to go back to Anthony Muhammad, uh, define toxic culture as when school staff fail to figure out what's needed to cultivate the characteristics necessary for student growth and learning. And, you know, if you're in a school where... The leadership are just challenging the staff, not trusting them. The staff are in the classrooms, challenging the kids, not trusting the kids. Um, you know, that you've got this kind of vicious cycle of, of disempowerment. We're going to keep that one. Um, and yeah, that creates that toxic culture. So I think having that level of support, you've got to support people. But you've also got to know when the right time to step in and challenge them is whether that's challenging because you don't feel like they're showing the right behaviors for your culture or whether that's challenging is in terms of right this is this is too easy for you we need to find a, a different challenge um, we need to push you in a different way um, and that's for staff and students I, i'd say they're really really key things to get in a positive culture in a classroom
0: i think challenge is a, a really interesting point and maybe a whole nother Tea podcast entirely because like I probably <laughs> shouldn't admit this but there was a point when I was teaching where I was I wasn't being challenged by my line manager and my way to challenge myself was when they were doing an observation of me I didn't plan the observations at, and I mean at all I didn't plan anything because that gave me like the challenge to walk into a classroom with nothing and try and deliver an, an observed lesson and if I was being challenged then that would have given me something else to, f- to focus on rather than this kind of wasteful time. So I think challenge is really important. But then when I make a mistake, I want my line manager to support me and help me get better.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope that's not the school we worked at together. <laughs> <laughs> I, agree. I think you've just essentially compared yourself to George Best, where you don't want to train midweek, but you then want to play on a Saturday.
0: Anyone who's seen uh, me play football <laughs> will say not. I'm pretty much George Best.
1: Yeah, and uh, football is such a a great thing to look at culture through, isn't it? And there's so many great examples. I know for me, in terms of like football clubs where you get these really positive cultures where people are encouraged to be brave and you see that right level of challenge and support. And then you get these other ones that just turn toxic so quickly. Um, And I'll I'll refer to a sporting example from the weekend of Thomas Tuchel, the, the new Chelsea manager, subbed a sub off. So he brought him on at halftime and 31 minutes later I subbed him back off. And when he was asked by the media why, he said, I didn't like his body language. Um, it's a really harsh thing to do to someone, but he's obviously got an understanding of the behaviours he wants to see in his team and his group of people. And obviously you know, someone didn't live up to his expectations and he called him out on it. Um, granted, it's a really public way of going about it. And you could say that's that's a too high level of challenge and not enough support but you know he's trying to create a culture within that team the same way we create cultures within our teams and our classrooms um so for me i just think it's it's really really important that once you've established as a school what you want to see as a teacher you then take that into your classroom and you reinforce that by by calling kids in yeah, you've done that really really well i'm going to do that publicly i'm going to show everyone that you've done it really well i'm going to model that and then if a student doesn't do doesn't demonstrate one of those behaviors or just falls short of what your expectations about speaking to them maybe a bit more privately and calling them out on it and challenging that and i think that's how you start building that culture but i think the frustrating thing is especially when you're new to a school when you're new to teaching it takes so long to get into your classrooms it takes so long for students to understand your expectations especially if you're on a subject that's not maths or science or english and maybe you're only seeing them once, maybe twice a week, um, and you've got less time with those students to establish those expectations and demonstrate those behaviours.
0: Yeah, I try to never judge the culture of my classroom for at least a, a term, and that was seeing, seeing the kids three, four times a week. So subjects who don't get as much time with them, then it must be even harder, especially when you've got 30 kids in class who you see once a fortnight, like that. that's that's really tough. Um, yeah. I'm coming towards the end of my tea, Mike. I don't know how you're doing. Yeah, I've I, I finished,
1: I finished. I've finished. got a confession. I finished within about the first five minutes, oh. uh, mainly because I'm sat here. And uh, unlike the UK at the moment, it, it's really hot. I think it's been about 35 degrees here today. So I'm sat here with the aircon billowing at me. And uh, my tea went cold really quick. So I've sucked it within the first five minutes. Maybe
0: that. <laughs> Down in tea. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, we've all been in the staff where you've only got two minutes. You make your cup of tea. You drink it scalding hot because you need to drink it. You run back to the classroom to get your stuff ready and then you spend the rest of the lesson talking with a burnt mouth.
1: It's even worse if you, if you suck your tea really quickly at break time and then you rush back to your your lesson and then you realise that you're looking at the wrong day on your timetable and actually there's no one waiting for you in your classroom and you've burnt your mouth for no reason. Um, But I'm going to use this coming towards the end of this podcast, Arthur, I'm going to use it as a, a chance to shamelessly plug our Twitter account. Cause you Twitter. Uh, so we are on Twitter. Um, we'll retweet this from both of our accounts. So at Arthur Moore and at Mike Carrowell, um, the Twitter account is called T and teaching funnily enough. Um, so you can find us on there. Uh, any other shameless plugs you've got while we're here, Arthur?
0: No, I'd, I'd really like to hear what people think. I mean, this is just me and you talking about culture. Neither of us are experts. We're just drawing on, on our own experience and own reading. So, if anyone out there has got anything they'd like to add, um, where they want to agree or disagree, uh, would love a chat. Um, and if anyone got anything they would like us to talk about in future weeks, let us know because teaching is one of those topics where we could probably talk for years and read all the books and go and do all the degrees and get all the doctorates and still kind of know nothing um
1: it'd be a uh, be flattering if someone wanted to hear us talk about something that'd be a, be a real compliment wouldn't it
0: yeah well normally people just walk away but i suppose if they're wearing <laughs> headphones then they'll walk with us um well, we just want to empower those people rather than disempower um, is that a word? Please tweet
1: us. at. <laughs> that can't be teaching. the key takeaway from episode one. That so, can't that, be the key
0: okay. takeaway. Okay, so key takeaway, Michael Harrowell, assistant heady type, culture, talk to me.
1: My key takeaway is has got to permeate through everything in the school and everyone in the school. Um, and I get that that can be frustrating as a classroom teacher and a middle leader. If you're in a school where you maybe don't, Feel that culture permeating through. Um, but for me, as a school leader, I want it to permeate through everything we do as a school. Um, so the culture is felt from the staff room, inset sessions, all the way down to classrooms um, and how students conduct themselves in corridors and at, at break times. So for me, culture
0: permeates. And I think for me, it is, it's all about that idea of empowering at every level. I want my middle leaders to feel empowered to go and make the changes in their departments. I want my teachers to feel empowered to go and make the changes in their classroom. And I want the students to feel empowered to go and make mistakes and learn from them.
1: I love that. That's um, a really good point to finish on. Uh, Arthur, it's been a privilege uh, speaking to you. It's beautiful conversation
0: as always, Mike. Uh, we'll speak it's soon, so no pretty- doubt.
1: Hopefully next podcast we'll have a little bit more of an interesting tea selection as opposed to caffeinated and decaffeinated. It'll uh, <laughs> be a little bit creative without. Well, Tune in <laughs> next time
0: our... to see what Mike will be drinking. Um, well, if there's a cliffhanger. Eastenders music, bang, finished. People on tenterhooks. Um, this is huge. Uh, right, pleasure, Mike. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Arthur. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>